0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Afternoon Tea with House of Learning. We are recording on Wednesday afternoon, not Thursday morning. We have cake, so you might hear a little, gonna, little clink, clinking of plates and hello, and yes, forks uh, with Stephen, Angela, and me. Um, Good to be back.
1: I'm having chocolate. For all of those who are wondering, it's delicious.
0: Yeah, and with my proclivity to chocolate, it won't surprise you that I am also having chocolate. Yes. I rebelled.
2: Because I don't like the raspberry that's on your chocolate. So I should have told
0: you it was cherry. Then you would have. Yes, yeah. I would have. Yeah, as much as I have a chocolate problem, I'm learning that Steve has a cherry problem. <laughs> so, so I the agree. question is, like, what's Angela's problem going to be? Like, is, at some point, it's going to come out, but we don't know what it is yet.
1: I like to keep it mysterious.
2: So, um.
0: so we are uh, we're in Habakkuk at the moment, and uh, this week we dive into chapter one.
2: Here we go. Yeah.
0: So it's exciting to actually like see what you know what the dynamic is, what the dialogue's about mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And uh, immediately we're confronted with Habakkuk. It just begins like right off the bat, no introduction, but Habakkuk's like, "Hey, there's a problem." Yeah. And and there's this lament, uh like uh my Bible here has a little subheading Habakkuk's complaint. Mm-hmm. And so which is a funny word, maybe we'll get to that, We should the word complaint. But that's where we begin. And communities this week, we're going to be talking about lament. And it's just a sort of, I don't know, I think people are aware of what it kind of is. Like people have heard of the word. It's not like, you know, a mysterious term. And people are like, oh, I've never heard of that before. But... It's not something maybe we're very familiar with. And what Habakkuk's actually going to show us is uh, some little bits of lament that are in the Old Testament. But even like just looking at just the Old Testament for a second, like about a third of prophecy and about half the Psalms are lament. And then you think about us and like, uh, you know if I was to measure the content of my prayers, how much of it would fit into that category, if I looked at our worship music like worship songs're saying things like hmm. that, like how much of it is lament it 's like oh okay so there 's something that was a really big deal for the people of God, like a tool they used, a hmm. way they interacted with God loads, and like where did it go so this there 's something kind of provocative as we start to engage with. Habakkuk lamenting that makes us think. Oh, hang on a second, this is actually really important.
1: Yeah, like was it an ancient practice, and why did it disappear, and do we do it, but we just don't call it that? And um, and what is lament anyway, and why are we studying it? These are the questions that are floating around in my mind. Yeah.
0: So first, well, that first question. Yeah. Was it just an ancient thing? Yeah. And it's like it's had its time. And it's done. And
1: we don't need it anymore.
0: So my immediate <laughs> thought is Jesus did it. Yeah. Mm, Jesus lamented. Yes. Mm. He lamented when he encountered pain and death and he lamented his experience of going to the cross. Yeah. So I don't want to like pull the Jesus card, but I feel <laughs> a little bit like, well, if, Jesus, if it was like good enough for Jesus, good enough for me kind yeah. of thing. Uh, like if anyone... I don't know if we feel like lamenting is like, Oh, I don't know if we really need it. Like, you know, shouldn't we just be like hopeful and full of peace and you yeah. know, like let's just go. Sounds you more know. fun that way. Um, cause that's our culture. That's yeah. our American culture. Right. If like, <clears throat> uh, well, if anyone could do that, if anyone could just be like, not need lament, you would think Jesus would be that person, but it keeps showing up in Jesus's life. Good point. So mm. that's really thought provoking to me.
2: Mm. And I'm so glad he did. Honestly, like now that you say that, and I hadn't thought of it before, but like to not, I, I don't know when I think of lament or uh, the, you know, these words come into my mind about, you know, there's a sadness about lament, a, a hurt a, you know, there's some brokenness and some sorrow around that. You know, those are sort of Mm -hmm. the words that describe or inhabit, you know, lament. And like for Jesus not to be there because he was on uh, on the, because he was and because he did lament, you know, there's the humanity of who he is and his identification with us. Like there's something about that that's comforting. And even as you said that Jesus lamented, I'm like, I, you know, a lot of people can go, oh, shortest verse in the Bible is what? Jesus wept, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? It's an expression of he's lamenting in that time. So Yeah, and
0: there is something countercultural about it. That might just come out in our conversation today, but we're not very good at it because our way of engaging things that are hard or painful is we're in our culture really good at, you know, you just like don't wallow in it, you've got to move past it. Just move on. Mm. Like, be optimistic, find hope in something else, distract yourself from it, pour yourself into something Mm. else, find some positivity, and hopefully the pain will just, like, fade away. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's our culture's strength. And that is Mm. a tool for coping with pain, but it's not a very good tool for healing and redeeming painful things. Mm. Like, actually engaging them. And I've heard, like I've heard pastors say, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, you just, you can't wallow in your pain. You know, it's like, it's okay to acknowledge it, but you've got to move on. You just got to get, you just got to like move past it because it's, it's not healthy to be like just experiencing pain. To so, like to, to be, you know, to be focused on pain. So we've got this like aversion and I like, I think it's bad theology. Mm. Like to have this aversion to pain, um, so there's something, like, there's something funky going on in our culture. And I think it's a little bit generational. I would say uh, the older generation have an amplified sense of that. Like, yeah, that's not what we should be. Like, we shouldn't uh, allow ourselves to kind of fully acknowledge and inhabit our pain and, like, linger in it and see see what work it might do in us and things like that. I, I think there's something about like an older generation who were often taught that like emotions are weakness and we're supposed to just sort of deny mm. that side of ourselves, just be rational, like find, find a cognitive handhold for how to get on with life. You know, primary value is less health and more be productive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things like that. So I think it's a, like it's harder for some people generationally
2: uh, mm-hmm. you know, but is the, um, I don't know, I'm just jumping, I'm, you know, these things are clicking together in my, in my head a little bit. As, as you say that, I'm thinking of, does that get us into, uh, all right, recognizing that that's the case and that's our culture, that's, that happens, the sort of impact of that seems to be this culture of escapism. Yeah, Oftentimes, uh, into because you and that's we all know that that's there's many, many, many iterations of that that are very unhelpful, yeah. And
0: it's easy to point at things like drinking and mm-hmm. sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you know, like yeah. those things, but I I think that it can look like throwing yourself into work. Right. Or like it can look like so many things. And the twist is those things can actually take on an addictive twist because they're not just a good thing you're doing, they're a good thing you're doing to self medicate your pain. Mm-hmm. And anytime that's the dynamic, it's like it, it taints the good things. You know, like lots of the things we escape to aren't some of them are like yeah like i just drink myself to sleep every night yeah they they can be obviously harmful mm-hmm. but lots of them are actually good things but we don't get to like fully experience the goodness mm. if we're doing it as a form of escapism mm. it kind of ruins it and i wonder how much we've got like things in our lives that are like they're kind of good but they're kind of ruined and maybe lament is a way to sort of set yeah, ourselves yeah. free do you have an to example? actually experiencing them better
1: what do you so like give an example of that escaping into something good that we're not experiencing to the fullest because it's an escape rather than a um, mm. rather than a healthy act through lament
0: yeah I'm, my I already mentioned like pouring ourselves into our work mm-hmm. uh-huh. so that's already in my mind uh-huh. um, might, maybe you can think of another one as well but You know, it's like you may work at something that's actually a really kingdom thing, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, but you're you're showing up to work. um, And maybe like underneath the surface is this dynamic of like, I can't wait to to get there to get out of something
1: as an escape rather than a you're you're running from rather than running to.
0: I mean, it's like that kind of rom-com trope, you know, where like the guy wants to be with the girl or whatever. And there's that moment of like, oh, but you're so good for me. You know, I just need you. And it's like, yeah, I I need you to love me, not because I'm uh, like a tonic for your pain, but because you actually mm, like mm, Okay, yeah. 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 Right? When
1: you put it in wrong com- context, it, it helps. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
0: there you go. We just, <laughs> that's what we need. More, more sitcom language mm. in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, maybe we should say what lament is. because yeah. we've, yeah, like, we've got like we've got 10 minutes in here. Uh, who wants to take a crack at a... Uh, here's what a lament is. I'm I'm going to uh, oh, take get, a large mouthful of cake. So uh, I, I I just, I've said loads, <laughs> so I can't answer that question. There we go. I'll well,
1: try. Do you want me to try? I'll try. Go ahead, then please. you try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll both go try. Go. Yeah. Um, lament is a way of responding from suffering. It's responding to suffering that is that is um, a response that is in knowing who God is um, and rather a response towards life, towards hope, rather than towards pain. Um, it's a context of suffering, of, of dealing with suffering. See, I'm not doing a very great job. I feel like I'm fumbling. Mm-hmm. Um I can, is that, this
0: is like case in point, though, right? Mm-hmm. Our, We're our familiarity bad at it. with I'm it, bad at is, saying it. Is loose. It's yeah. loose. Like, I would have a hard time coming up with like a quick one sentence. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, th- that's how I tried to describe it. Like I can these words that sort of surround it, inhabit it, and fill it out. Yes. You know, around sorrow and mm-hmm. and and I, I like what you're saying, Angela, about this this response to suffering that's. Um, it's kind of this acknowledgement that, oh, that's not how it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and uh, um, a turning to God and an, an entrustment mm. of that circumstance, mm-hmm. that thing that's sorrowful, that's hurtful, that's off, mm-hmm. that's broken, an entrustment to give God to turn to God with that, and to um, offer it to Him in this expectation that because of who He is, He's He can fix that. He can handle it. He, he can has a handle purpose that. in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm and
0: trusting that, and it's quite directive mm, in mm. that mm. expectation, right? Cause yeah. Lament is very often it's this cry of like, God, I need you to sort this out. Yeah. Not just like, oh, God, I'm in pain, I need your comfort. And it's like, that's, Save me of, that's now. an ingredient, that's mm-hmm, a part yeah. of it. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. it gets to the, like, there's an ask yeah. in lament. And yeah. it is mm-hmm. a cry. Mm-hmm. And it's a kind of heart's cry. Mm. So mm. it engages faith in that way. Mm. Yeah. And and, and um, I like what you said, Steve. Like, it allows room to acknowledge this isn't right. Yeah, but I think that, like, the the counterpoint to this is the kind of theology where like something horrible's happened to someone and someone well-meaning, but unfortunately says, Oh, well, you know, like it's all part of God's plan. Yeah. And it's a way of saying, well, just relabel that bad thing as actually a good thing. You just can't see the goodness yet. Yeah. And, and lament is a way of saying, no, this is actually bad.
1: <clears throat> yes. It validates yeah. your, your position of grieving over this. Mm-hmm. And, it acknowledges that in a way that like in a way I just think of like Jesus sitting next to someone who's in pain mm. and it's just the, with the presence of God there. Um, but, but it, that's not the end of it. God doesn't leave us there. There's a purpose and there's a journey in lament, which yeah. I'm excited. And you talked talk about, talk about you use
0: the word hope mm-hmm. and it's, It's interesting, you said it like lament reaches for hope. I think sometimes it does. But I was thinking, oh, yeah, but sometimes I feel like I'm reading a lament psalm. And And it's almost (laughs) as if David's like, Uh God, what's going on? This sucks. You need to do something about it. And, you know, you're this God who promised this and this, you know, and he's sort of like... His angst and his agitation and frustration mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, he's interacting with God. But then as it gets brought into the context of God, he's like, but you have said you will do this. Yeah. You know? And it's almost like it yeah. creates this room where he's able to remember. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like lament is where he discovers hope. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah, like, oh, I'm going to lament. Good. What do I need? Oh, yeah, I'm, I need to cry out to yeah. God about this. And I need to like ask God for this. And this is my hope. I think you no. can enter into lament without the hope without and it'd be it. like a zone where you discover it as well. Oh, but it's definitely hope and faith. They're like, I can't think of a lament where it doesn't show up in some form. There's always yeah. like some little hook towards like this anticipation God will do something that gets involved in lament.
1: And like when we read the Psalms and we read David and you you, you read that, you, those tone that tone of, of his lament you do kind of wait for the refrain of hope. Like mm-hmm. it's, I don't know if there are any, if where there's just a mark, a mic drop in the misery and mm-hmm. then it ends. I feel like maybe there, there are a few yeah. that are like well, that. I'll tell you
0: one uh-huh. is Jesus quoting Psalm 22 at the cross. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. And the, and the rest of the Psalm is about the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's an intentional mic drop, mm-hmm. but it's, <laughs> that's kind of
1: yeah. That's kind of cheating. That's, not,
2: going yeah, on, you that's know? not quite what I was talking <laughs> yeah. about. But yeah, yeah, that's
1: a cool moment. Do you know when
2: I think of lament too? I just and Angelina knows this uh, about me, uh, but I see it as just such a. It's such a different um, way of looking at those circumstances for, for me one of the things that it's it's almost this rebuke against fatalism insofar as mm-hmm. it's acknowledging it's acknowledging the wrongness of it and I think where I um, what can a frustration for me is is that expression it is mm-hmm. what it is yeah and. That's and I think a lament is does call that this is how it is, but it, a lament would be it is what it is, and God, it's not supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. You didn't want it to be that way, yeah. um, and you can do something about that.
0: Yeah, we need mm-hmm. we need mm-hmm. like a robust biblical theology of evil mm-hmm. and suffering. Yeah, to be able to lament, mm-hmm. which is interesting, like. Man, I, oh, my brain's spinning. Like, <laughs> okay, buckle is in. It, anyway. Is it the well, no? Like, we can't Chocolate? go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the sugars <laughs> in guys. Here we go. Oh no! But like, there's oh. so many interesting connections to like different traditions in theology yeah. and their view of like God's sovereignty and the place of evil and suffering in the mm, world, mm. and like their different interactions mm. with lament. That's very interesting. Like differences there. Like one of my favorite books on lament is by a, an African bishop in uh, Rwanda and he's writing wow. about what it was like for Who's the Christians that? of Rwanda. Who? Uh, it's Emmanuel
2: Katagonyi. That's right.
0: I yeah. That. And uh, just what he learned from those Christians as they experienced God in genocide. Hmm. And it's just really interesting because one of the things that sticks with me is like, oh, this is like something so different than our Western mindset. Is we feel hope when we see resolution, right? Mm-hmm. Like we want to celebrate hope when yeah. we're like we see the deliverance.
1: Yeah, Easter. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and I, it's like, but then it's not really hope. Like hope is an an expectation and longing for something that will be fulfilled. And a, and a celebration and feeling the weight <coughs> and and it changing your course and changing how you experience reality because you think something's going to mm, happen, mm. but not because it already has. And uh, one of the most profound things he wrote about was their experience of the silence of God. Mm. So when they didn't have answers and they didn't have deliverance, and it, this was like as they're healing from genocide, but they sat with those questions of like why and what happened and what like the silence to them was actually God sitting and holding those questions Mm. with them. And that a feeling like it would have been emotionally and spiritually dishonoring, as if God would have come crashing in with like, it's all okay, Like like here's the deliverance. So that like the space for healing actually meant sitting in the tension of feeling, like fully feeling, You know, allow, allowing the pain. Because this is the way pain and things that hurt us work, right? We get the sharp, surprising realization that something's wrong. And then the anxieties and the fears build as we see all the other things it might destroy. Hmm. And what it might mean. And what might be lost, and what losing that might mean for other things, you know, it's like for pain to work its way through us is kind of like a cancer, you know. And and the beautiful thing about God is He's able then to resurrect and redeem and like powerfully do things to to bring life and sometimes to deliver us from mm-hmm. he, he intervenes to stop the course of pain, but I think escapism is a way of sort of denying that pain is going to spread through us and to try and ignore it. But we we don't stop the pain's effect. All we do is become blind to its Mm, effect. mm. And that's really self-deceiving and dangerous. That's why, like, you talk to any therapist about grief and they'll be like, yeah, like, people are really bad at it. And, like, one of the worst things we do when people are grieving is try and make them feel better.
2: Mm.
1: Put a quick fix on it. Yeah, say that. And it's like no, thing. like
0: people need to feel like grief is a good, emotionally healthy process to mm-hmm. go through. Mm. Because the thing is, like that that pain, it works its way through us. It touches lots of things, and it grows and it grows. But all the fear, a, a lot of what it touches, its voice is not the end of the story. It's saying like this part of you will now not not work like that hope you have is now dashed. Like, you know, those kind of, those kind of voices that pain instills are not the end of the story. Um, but we need some process by which we can see what the story can be. And that's the discovery of hope part. Mm-hmm. And then like we're able to integrate the pain into our story in a way that we can kind of see how it's affected us but see that it's not our identity and it's not the end of the story. That's
1: so interesting. Gosh,
2: I'm just getting this, such this strong, sorry, I, what are you saying? Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm This notion of it's, it's like what that lament is doing. It's engaging the, this, we can engage God's empathy in our lives to come in and dwell with you know, in to recognize that and to, but through that empathy and through that presence with us, his character being there, Mm -hmm. um, now, because we're not alone in it and we can see his character and we we've, his ability to heal us and and and, and provide that ray of hope mm-hmm. in that.
0: And the com- um, the comfort yes as well. Be- well so that's a
2: word that's close
0: to what you're describing. Well, but
2: it's the comfort because he's that empathetic presence with us mm-hmm. in that. And so I'm yeah. not alone. And so that's comforting yeah. to me. And maybe I'm escaping mm-hmm. it because I can't deal with it on yeah. my own. And a lament is a way to engage God's presence in my, yes. in in like really in me I, within what's going on and to really engage this, the power of his, you know, the hope that he's given me. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I like, I mean, you mentioned, you know, Jesus wept. Yeah. When Lazarus yeah. died and he knew he was going to raise him right. from the dead, but he still entered into the process of yeah. The pain of what had happened. Yeah. Another one of my favorites is the widow of Nain, who'd lost her only son, oh, yeah. and the funerals going past. And again, Jesus is like, "I'm gonna raise her from the dead," you know. Yeah. But rather than just being like, "Oh, we can bypass," like something tragic has just affected you, and your and you know your future, hmm. and you've just been hit by a ton of bricks, you know, hmm. emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Um. And rather than just being like, "Oh, but like, you don't need to process, you don't need to worry about it," because I'll I'll raise him from the dead. Mm -hmm. It's like even having her son raised from the dead. You know, the experience of loss leaves a mark, and like anyone Mm -hmm. who's ever had, I don't know, like um, if you had a newborn and Mm -hmm. it was touch and go, and it worked out okay, you're joyful. You you hold that Mm -hmm. baby in your arms, and you're so thankful. And you, and you feel so such a sense of gratitude and, um, and a sort of peace. But you know what? The hours before, they're yeah. going to leave a mark on you. Yeah. And that's that thing of like, lament is a way to make space for that mark to be something that God interacts with. Mm-hmm. And that's just, yeah, it's like something missing in our culture sometimes. Mm. But, but that but it's also like another difference like I was thinking of this you you uh, talked about hope angela and this is where I don't like that it's got the word complaint in the subheading yes. of my Bible because I, I we are same. a very cynical culture we complain about a lot of things right when was the last time you saw someone complain about something and after listeners complain for five minutes they were like do you know what I feel more hopeful now <laughs> so it's like and and I get it because a complaint is just an expression of this is wrong and that's an ingredient of lament so it's not like the Bible editors are heretics it's just that it would be really easy to confuse lament and complaint complaint's like a part of lament but if you thought lament was just complaining then you'd be like you'd be missing some stuff right and it's I don't know because that's an interesting thing right our our culture seems like it's really bad at lament, but in a way it's really good at complaining
2: yeah how, like,
0: how, like how much of social media is people railing against things mm-hmm. <laughs> if you were to do like a you know, I said, like, percentage of the psalms that are lamented about half. Like, <laughs> what percentage of our prayer life is lament? You know, like, what percentage of social media is complaint? Yeah. Then we might be back up to 50% again, mm. you know, but it's not lament. Right. <laughs> it's still not the healthy thing.
2: Mm.
1: It's, I'm like, I'm thinking about, you know, lament being a response to suffering. I Something that you said a few minutes ago just has really stuck with me when you were... Um, talking about that book um, about how when God is silent during we're waiting for his answers and we're lamenting Um, and um, I was thinking about how God uses that silence to help us, allow us the space to to work out our suffering in the form of lament and Mm -hmm. there are we kind of reason through it. We go, it's like the stages of grief, right? Um, And, and uh, there's every, every avenue as we reason through it is a dead end. I'm thinking of a maze, right? Like little kids maze. When you do a maze, you start at the beginning. That's the moment of suffering the beginning. Then Mm -hmm. here you go. You travel through your lament. You're following the maze and those little kids mazes, those dead ends. They're so hard, right? Mm -hmm. But there's one way out. And the one way out is Jesus. And Jesus is present the whole time while you're in this maze with you as you travel through it, showing you the way back towards him. But it's like we have to go to these dead end moments in the lament in order to go like, That's not the way. And when you watch a little kid do the maze and you see him going through, like physically, a little kid, he's doing a maze. You see him, like, you know that where he's going with that dead end, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, that's, that's the wrong way. And the best way is this other way, but he needs to get there in order to figure that out. And I feel like for us, um, we have a, we have a role in this lament just like Jesus does. Um, if we're watching someone going down the path, um, uh, as in a community of Christians of lament, and we're seeing them come to a dead end. We can't say no, don't do that. You're going, you're going the wrong way. We have to kind of let them move through it, giving them space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we can't do it for them. And that's and uh, our role in lament too. So there's Jesus's yeah. role and our role and what it is. So these yeah. are the things swirling around. And that's like around.
0: lament is a ministry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I think about uh, like, blessed are those who mourn now or like weep with those who weep,
2: mm.
0: you know, mm. like, mm-hmm. and even like Jesus with Lazarus and that widow. Um, Jesus hadn't lost a son. With Lazarus, Jesus had lost a friend. That's a little different. Yeah. But I think there's a huge part of what he's doing is he's lamenting with and on behalf of others. And I, I, I think, like, I've seen this, like sometimes praying with people, who've had, like, a significant loss or have, like, a big problem coming towards them, you know, something um, really difficult. And, yeah, we we pray for God to do something. We pray for God to comfort. We pray for God to heal. And I think they're well-worn paths of us. We're like, we pray for the hope. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've tried to do, but I feel like... I'm like toddler level at because I see how much more the Bible's yeah. got this richer appreciation of lament mm-hmm. is to actually lament with people mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. actually pray the acknowledgement of their pain, mm-hmm. to weep with them to allow mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. empathy and compassion to wrap around their pain and like to enter into it mm-hmm. to feel it with them mm-hmm. Like so there's, and that, there's something really interesting about the ministry of lament because that's a sort of personal interaction with someone. But I think we can lament things going on in our world. Mm-hmm. Like we can lament something we heard about on the news. And, you know, I it just, it's it's like, I think it's in that space. And I, I love those songs that are yeah. like, God, break our heart for what breaks yours. Mm-hmm. or Like Jesus, give me your heart for this world. You know, like those kind of sentiments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they're awesome. <laughs> I think that we probably just don't, realize that 80% of how that's going to happen is by lamenting, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just like the methods might not be something you was up for.
1: Yeah. Cause he's, he's got a broken heart for the suffering Yeah, and he wants us to, mm. uh, we, you know, that's a, pr- that's a kind of a dangerous prayer. Like, do we dare know what we're praying when we pray that? Um, yeah, but it's also a way to join with him.
0: And it's, it's really, there's something hard about lament. This isn't exactly what you were saying, but what you were saying just made me think of like of the the thing next door. Is lament requires incredible vulnerability,
2: yeah. right? Yeah
0: to to allow space where you're actually not going to escape and distract yourself, mm-hmm. but you're gonna actually try to grab a hold of your pain with both hands so you can give voice to it. And like the I mean, like Habakkuk. Or, uh, you know, the first verse, like, how long, Lord, must I call for help? Yeah. That's not a like, God, I, I feel like something's off. That's like, a no, I'm like, I've thought about it. And like, it's way past time that I thought you were going to do something. Like, I have a full appreciation that this is not what I thought you were going to be doing, God. You know, it's like the, the angst has really got deep in him. Mm-hmm. Or like I, I mentioned, like Psalm 22, like Jesus quotes, but Dave's experience, like, you know, he says, like, I am a worm, you know, like mm-hmm. not just like, man, things are really hard at the moment, God, but like things are so hard, you know, and my, yeah. my acknowledgement of my experience is so, such that I can say something really quite profound about how dark I'm finding this, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So to be vulnerable with ourselves... Like, lament requires that. Um, If we're going to allow others to lament with us or we're going to lament with them, that requires incredible vulnerability. But to then grab a hold and almost pull into the foreground a pain and hold it out to God in faith and say, I need you to do something. Yeah. That raises the stakes. Yeah. Like, that is incredible vulnerability with God. Yeah, like... Yeah, I just wonder how much like our faith would grow if we learned to lament more. And I wonder how much sometimes our faith is weak because we only try to grow it through celebration and through victory and through the arrival of God doing something, you know, like and those things do grow your faith. Like the story mm-hmm. of God coming through, like that's an awesome faith yeah, boost. Yeah. Yeah. But another way to grow our faith is to actually put it on the line in a way that deeply matters to our soul. And lament does that for sure.
2: Yeah, I was just I was. If you have you know any one of those Bible apps, I just typed in a search like "how long will" and the <laughs> yeah. number of verses <laughs> that come up. And does it they, say how many? Oh, It doesn't say how many because I'm just scrolling. Me, I've got mine. I'm going to see the, how many the, it the is. bottom. But it just they start with you know how long will how long will you how long will you torment me? How long, Lord, will the wicked? How long will you defend yeah. the? You know, it's just over and over and over. How long will it be, Lord? Yeah. How long, Lord, will you be angry forever? How long will you, your jealousy burn like fire? It's just over and over and over. And so, th- those are, you know, these they're these honest statements. Um, but they're calling, they're calling it's It's not sugarcoating like it either. It's, it's calling it what it is. And, uh, even when it's like these, a lot of these Psalms are, how long will you be unjust? Well, we know not God's not unjust, uh, or how, no, sorry. Um, let me read it the right way. How, how long will, um,
0: Well, like, here's an example in the next verse in, in Habakkuk. I cry out to you violence, but you do not save. Yeah, yeah. Well, is God a God who saves? Of course yeah. he is. And Habakkuk knows that. He's not having a moment of like relapsing to being a heretic, but he's being honest yes. about his experience of God in the here and now.
2: Yeah, he's not experiencing the way he understands God's justice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long? Because it's it's this feeling like as if God is being unjust. How long will you? The Psalm I was thinking of, a Psalm uh, eighty two. How long will you defend the unjust and show <laughs> partiality to the wicked? Well, we know God doesn't do that, but that's what he's experiencing. Yeah. There, he's 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 saying, "Help me out," because this is what it feels like. Set me straight, yeah. <laughs> you know, a, yeah. a little bit. Um, And
0: I mean, this is one of the sort of mantras of lament. It's like you can tell God how you feel. He's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like uh, a young child talking to like a a really good parent. Mm. You know, like that's not fair. And -hmm. like, yeah, there's some bad parenting. There's how dare you Mm -hmm. go? You know, blame me. Shut up. You know, you little twerp. You know. But like, the good parent is going to like comfort the child because they're feeling hurt and frustrated and then like find a way to help them see like what's really going on. Mm. Cause we know most of the time a young child saying it's not fair is because they don't know the whole story.
2: Yeah,
0: And that's one of those interesting things. What well, like, I, I, I love about lament is it, it allows God to fill in some more of the story, but it allows us to take the bit of the story we know and ask God in to it as we're trying to navigate.
1: Yeah. And, And uh, I love how you looked up that that how long the verse that came to mind um, caused me to, and I'll read it in a second, caused me to learn something just now deeper about lament. The fact that Jesus lamented, um, it's not a sin to lament. Jesus was sinless, right? So he lamented. Um, Also, there's lamenting in heaven. Um, In Mm. Revelation 6.10 I'll read 6-9 when you open the fifth seal as under the altar, the souls of those who had been slain. Because of the mm-hmm. word of God and the testimony they had maintained, mm-hmm. they called out in a long, loud voice, "How long, Sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge yeah. our blood?" They're saying, "How long until you you, yeah. you go back to, and and um to the world and yeah. save them all?" And so the saints in heaven are right now lamenting, yeah. um for for Jesus's return, mm-hmm. and so it yeah. tells us something deeper eternally about. Lamenting, yes. this state is happening, and it's—it's it's, dare I say—it's um, uh, not—it's necessary um, it, eternally.
0: Yeah. To do this it makes me think of like God's patience, because mm-hmm. we can think, oh yeah, a thousand years with God is a day, and yeah. you know that's sort of like you know, ah, uh, you know, we're we're like suffering through our experiences, and God's up in heaven, <coughs> just be like, yeah, I got a plan, but you know, like I'm chill about it. Yeah. yeah, you guys are flustered, but I'm chill about it. It'll be okay. And no, no, actually, even in God's experience, as he has reasons for patience and waiting and allowing space for his plan to mature, um, he feels the angst of having to wait. Mm. So like when mm. Jesus came to Jerusalem mm-hmm. and he looked over this mm. city full of idolatry and he says, oh, how long right? would I have yeah. gathered you as a mother he- hen gathers her chicks? But you wouldn't let me. Mm -hmm. So God, He's he's had a plan. Like God knows, God sees the whole thing. But God is experiencing the same, like longing for resolution. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And so that's so cool. And that's so interesting because that lets us know that, like in lament, and that's that experience in Rwanda is like God can enter into lament with us. Mm -hmm. God doesn't like. It's (laughs) it's not like the kind of just complaint that's moaning where God's like, (laughs) quit whining. You know, like, that's not mm-hmm. God's response. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because that doesn't really lead to hope. <laughs> that leads yeah. to
2: despair. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I almost think, uh, like, if I step way, 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 way back, um, you know, this notion of God entering in and in, 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 in walking alongside us in that. I mean, for me, like, there's... In some ways, like, that's the whole incarnation <laughs> mm. I see. It's like God's stepping, he's lamenting that we've chosen to walk away and he steps in and he does something about it. And, but he recognizes that it's true, but he comes in.
0: Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So I, w- I want to shift gears to yeah. how yes. to lament. Oh, okay. 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 So in communities this week, uh, it's going to be a do-it-yourself lament kit. So laments often have the same kind of ingredients. There's some common aspects to prayers or expressions of lament that crop up. And so I think trying to learn the pattern of Mm. these ingredients and ways to like, okay, I'm going to try to pull them together and we might not always know how to fit them together But having like the right ingredients in the mix, it gets us in the zone where we're learning to interact with lament rather than just learning to interact with being hopeful or crying out and petitioning or complaining, but like something more holistic. Mm. And so um, they, they don't always come in the same order. Um, and there'll be some laments where it's like, oh, a piece is missing, like that bit's not in this one. Um, so it's not it's not like an exact science. Yeah. This,
2: and we've we've kind of mentioned some of these already. We right? have, yeah.
0: but I thought what would be good is if we yeah. went through some of these <coughs> ingredients and just had a, had a little chat about them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you know, if you're in a community, you hopefully you'll do this together. Um, you know, you'll have a little sheet, you can do it together, and uh, keep thinking about this. Um, if if you're not in a community, come to the pop up. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can talk about it there um, this week, um, or like come see uh, Nicole or Richard. Yeah. You know, uh, we we're going to have some of these sheets mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday for people, or, or come ask us when whenever you see us. We'll um, give one to you. Um I'll 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 put the list of the ingredients in the podcast notes, yeah. but then if you want a little bit more you can uh you can grab that from us.
2: I, I'm so glad you're you're um you know, this exercise to invite people to sort of practice this, put it into practice. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean these are things that whether it's this discipline or you know there's lots of uh these spiritual disciplines that we get to um try out in community together and work on together and practice together. Um, and I I was just reminded the other day this notion that the practice is because, you know, to try to develop those, those pathways, those, you know, muscle memory in your brain, mm-hmm. that when actually you're really called upon this, that this is how you respond. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so, you know, that God's changed us that much to say, no, this is how he wants to yeah. move us and change us. But you've but so the, what a great place to try these things out, to practice yeah. these things.
0: And I would say it's not impossible to learn to lament when the crisis hits. Yeah. But it, when you're very overwhelmed, might be a difficult season to learn a new muscle mm-hmm. in your interaction with God. Yeah. Yeah. So like doing it now and learning when you've got space is a really good idea. And it's not like you need to make something up. Because this is a funny thing. I was thinking about this um, because it's like, oh, we're going to ask like, ideally everyone in the church is in (laughs) community. So I'm going to ask all of these people, all these hundreds of people, like, has everyone got something they can lament? And a moment's thought is like, well, if it includes lamenting for others or on behalf of things going on around us, the answers are resounding yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is something about laments in the Bible that they're often, they come in a time of intensity. Yeah. And um, yeah, like you, people might be in a season where when they look for it, they're like, oh, yeah, no, there is some intense stuff going on. Yeah. But it might not be close to home right now. And that's okay. I don't think we're supposed to live in a constant state of that either. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, what are those ingredients? Yeah. So, the
0: beginning, you nearly always begin with some sort of address to God. Mm. So, it's, it's like uh, getting God's attention with a cry. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's not always very precise, it's, it's not as much of an ask. You know, like uh, people talk about like, yeah, if you're going to write a letter to customer service, you know, make sure the, the the thing you want them to do is the first sentence. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you don't want to be polite and beat around the bush. <laughs> um, so it's it. But actually, it's less precise and it's it's more of a um, I don't know, like the image that I have to mind is like the child running up to mom or dad and just like grabbing their clothes. Mom. Yeah, help. Just help. Yeah, and it's so it articulates a posture. Yeah, rather than the content of everything that's going on, Mm. and I think that's that's great. I, you know, I can imagine there might be times when we pray some of these laments, like, um, like Habakkuk's one. How long this is happening? I'm upset about that. Like, Mm. like even our physical posture. You know, like there's a sort of pleading. In this lament, that feels like I kind of want to be on my knees as I read it. You know, it's like it's not a sit comfortably in a chair kind of prayer. So there's some, there's something about mm-hmm. like posture and attitude that um, you're sort of letting out and, and getting God's attention with urgency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that urgency as well. There's it's definitely the these. I mean, it's not like can't think of prayer that has no emotion really, but there's a visceral emotiveness about lament, yeah. Which, by the by, that's another... We're in a culture that <coughs> for a long time devalued the role of emotion and misunderstood mm. the role of emo- emotion. So we often have a hard time finding words for our emotions. Mm. And that, maybe that's something that makes praying lament difficult for us. Don't I? just a fool, mm, mm, as you said that mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah but it's it's what i hear you saying too is that starting off um it seems like if i start off my malen- my lament uh in you know sort of this you know super there's something um there's something uh just Nah, not edgy, but there's something scrappy about this, mm-hmm. as opposed to polished. Yes. Yeah, there's, this isn't the this Instagram raw. prayer. Yes.
1: Rough you know? yeah. This is a rough-edged prayer. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean. It's mm-hmm. like, it,
2: it, otherwise it's...
0: And I would say having prayed with people as they lament, there's this something in our culture that means sitting with someone praying like this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's intensely vulnerable. Yeah. You know, it, it feels like, uh, like when you're over someone's house and the couple who invited you for dinner are having a full-blown Barney with yeah. each other. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to be listening to this yeah. in a way. So yeah, there's <coughs> something really raw about it.
1: Okay, so address to God. So
0: we address. So we, there's that posture to God, and then mm. the the next two are often uh, like they do come next, but sometimes in a different order. So there's a sort of expression of God's past faithfulness and the complaint, They're like, here's what's wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and I think these two often come near the start because it's actually the tension between the two that is creating the experience of angst. Because mm. it's like the past faithfulness is like, well, God, I, like, here's what I know, and so here's what I expect. And the complaint is, but here's what I see or here's what's going on and so that expression of god's past faithfulness um it, it's sort of uh it sometimes it's both but there's two sort of varieties of this one is a kind of um action based like well god you did this like god i have i've got an expectation because like i saw you do this or you've done this three times mm-hmm. or you've always done this with your people or You've, you've kept on having this pattern and it feels, you know, and then the complaint's going to be like, and I feel like you're breaking that pattern. Yeah. So so sometimes it's action-based, but sometimes it's more like, God, you promised this. You know, like uh, it could be a lament of just where you feel really far from God and you're like, God, you said you would never leave us or forsake us. So it's it's kind of based on God's promise of faithfulness. And then the complaint might be, why do you, why do you feel so far away right now?
1: So it's the disconnect between what we understand so the about God and the what two. we see
2: in the situation. Mm. Yeah. So I could imagine, and it's I'm I'm just looking at those uh, the beginning of Habakkuk, as well in his lament here, and like you see all of that right in here at the these first couple of verses, yeah. and it's um, you know what's of note is as you talk about this, how often that word why will come up mm-hmm. in it. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, because that's, that's wide question. yeah, and
0: actually that's really good for us.
2: Yeah,
0: I, this is one of the like. There's a good complaint where like, yeah, I I really have an expectation that's grounded in my experience of God that's being broken right now, and I want to talk to God about it, and that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes our complaining is just. I mean, we we kind of, you know, like Angela got more chocolate on our cupcake than, that. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> why is that? It's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's like ah that. That Like, is it lament worthy? You're right. You're and right. sometimes maybe lament creates a filter for us to be like, are you just experiencing entitlement? Mm. Or are you experiencing real, like, disconnect mm-hmm. with God in a way that you want to mm-hmm. cry out to God because you want to bridge that disconnect. You want to close that gap with God, mm. you know?
2: And just to close that argument, I don't think it's over the amount of chocolate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
0: Um, okay. So, yeah, then, so, then so, then what so the happens? past faith so we set up the tension. Yeah. And and I would say um that expression of God's faithfulness is sometimes more implied in the language and yeah. things like that. But what I commonly see more obvious to find in laments in the bible is a, just a clear expli- explicit mm-hmm. statement of the complaint mm-hmm. and i think that's that thing because i, I want to underline the complaint as a really important yeah, part because yeah, yeah. i was thinking of when you said like just being honest
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: um and there's something about there's something powerful in naming the problem and not just naming uh, there's something powerful to ourselves in naming our reality but to name it before God, mm-hmm. you know, it just it creates this dialogue between like between God and you trying to be the most real you can be about what God needs to come into and interact with. And so I think the complaint part actually might be hard for us when yeah. we pray, but I think it's a really important part of lament. Yeah.
1: It Sounds like complaints, the bold statement. This yeah. isn't right this is against your character. And then what comes under that complaint, I'm just reading on this next yeah. one. It says confession. And honestly, I was confused as to why this next thing is called confession, because it's not how I understand confession and a yeah. prayer should be. Because the example under confession is now here's all the why questions. Why are you doing this? What you know? Yeah. Why is this happening? This isn't... Just goes against who you say you are. So can you expand a little bit on yeah, this confession yeah, that's good. section that's good. for us?
0: I, I I want to do that, but you also just said something before that I felt like was really important about um the tone of the complaint being bold. Mm. Right? Lament doesn't often sound like dear Jesus. I hate to bother you, but like, if, if there's just any way you could possibly, I'm <coughs> just feeling a little bit like,
1: would you, could you only, if it works for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: Like there's something about lament. That's like, Jesus, like, stop what you're doing. I need your attention. Like something important's going on.
1: Yeah. Hello and, down here.
0: And, and there's like, that's full of faith. Mm-hmm. That's full of boldness. Mm-hmm. That's like boldly approach the throne yeah. of grace yeah. to find help in time and need. Um, And uh, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we pray as if, like, we don't really want to bother God. Do you know? Yeah. Or, like, our petition is like, oh, I want to ask for a provision. Like, oh, God, you know, if you could just, like, maybe just, you know, just give enough maybe just mm. help us a little mm.
1: just a wee bit whatever you, know, you and you've got me.
0: this god that's like hey like if you, you ask for bread i'm not going to give you a stone like i'm a generous god that mm-hmm. loves to answer mm-hmm. prayer yeah, you know and absolutely. just so yes yeah, that boldness, the boldness. That, and mm. we're not very good at it being go bold boldly
1: before his throne
0: yeah which is not star trek but you do no. need to boldly go <laughs> <laughs> it's a good prayer split infinitive okay <laughs> but then the confession so the next part and, and I actually included questioning, like, how questions come out. Like, why are you doing this, God? Like, why is this happening? Like, what's going uh-huh. on? Like, those questions. And I put under confession because I think there's something about we're confessing what we don't know and we don't understand. Okay, I got it. Got so it. there's, yeah. like, an open-handedness. Uh-huh. I, I think the complaint is almost like banging our fist on the table. and am like, this is wrong. You know, like, I'm upset about this. Yeah. But there's something about the posture of confession that's like, and I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it's a cry for God to like fill in a blank that you've got. Okay. And an acknowledgement that you, like, you have a problem. And part of that problem is probably that there's something you don't get. And, it, you know, mm-hmm. and that, may, that maybe is one of the other, like, differences in lament and just our cultural idea of complaint is like lament does have that posture of like I don't understand but I'm praying this way because you do but I'm being honest about not understanding and like the emotional state of angst and frustration like I'm telling you I'm frustrated so I'm being honest about how I'm being affected but in the midst of it often and this is like that journey in lament where people then discover things there's something about this zone in the middle of confessing questions and even confessing like weakness and like things that you may have done wrong. And like, I think of like um, David's Psalms of Contrition, mm-hmm. which are laments as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's fully aware that he's a part of the problem. And so part of the cry for deliverance and help and like how like how on earth do I like what's going on here is to be able to acknowledge like I stuck my foot in it and yeah. I have wrong mm. thinking mm. around yeah.
1: this I know I do I must that's the only answer yeah. help me yeah help me it's understand just like when you're a
0: six-year-old again like yeah they run up they grab you around the legs and they cry mom like I crashed the car You know, like I did something. Your six-year-old. Your (laughs) six-year-old. I got some stories about my boys. (laughs) Yeah, there was a time Anna called me when I was at at the church back in York, and she was like, "Dominic crashed the car," which is kind of funny because we've got some more up-to-date stories <laughs> involving the boys in cars. But yeah, Dominic crashed his first car when he was quite small. Like, <laughs> out the driveway, across the street, and into the neighbor's fence. So, like, so Pull Richard aside later yeah. next <laughs> week is. if you want to hear more. Yeah. Or just talk or Dom Dominic about Dominic remembers. But, um, but I-, I love that. Like I think about when we feel most alone, when we f- maybe find it hardest to pray sometimes, um, are those painful moments because maybe we don't understand how to interact with God about that? But also, it's times of great failure. Hmm. You know, what if, like, God forbid, you've just like committed adultery and had a moment of just heartbreak and realize you've just made the biggest blunder of your life? Mm-hmm. And you're so upset with yourself, and upset with the world, and upset with the circumstances. And you're just feeling like, yeah, I can't pray right now. Prayer laments what you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that moment when you can let all the frustration out and let out like your vulnerability, your acknowledgement that you're frustrated at yourself. And that's sometimes what David does because David has these moments in his life, right? Where well, that's Psalm 51. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's Psalm Psalm 51. Right, that
2: is his lament over this exact. Yeah. Thing.
0: Yeah. Um, that's adultery. That's why yeah. it came to mind. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was thinking of David and Bathsheba. Yeah. Yeah. And so. So confess- that confession. That confession is yeah really big. And yeah, it might be that sometimes it's like no, something's bad's happened to you, and you don't really have a, a sin to <laughs> you know confess in the midst of that. Yeah. That's okay. Might might be an element that's like yeah. not a part of. I, I like. Lament. I I, okay. I
2: think that's that's super helpful to me. That question that you asked Angela about why confession because I think seeing this, this admission of I don't have it figured out uh-huh. is super important uh, yeah, as well. Because so, uh, uh, yeah. you know, if there it seems like if there's a pocket of me that still has that, I've mm-hmm. got it figured out. Well, then why am I going to God in the first place? Because Richard said, yeah, you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> no, it, we do it because we acknowledge our need, and yeah. this is where that comes in in that confession. Yeah.
0: yeah. So the next part is the actual request. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: So you're crying out like the situation's bad, and then if God was to be like, "Well, what do you want me to do about it?" Yeah. This is the answer to that question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like what do what do you actually want God to do? And in the sheet that we're working through that we made, we actually listed two questions because I I actually, maybe we could have listed three. I I feel like sometimes the request is um, like, this is the thing that's wrong. You know, I'm being hurt by this persisting Mm -hmm. situation or whatever it is. And I I want you to change that situation. And maybe you've even got a specific ask. Like, I want you to do this, Mm -hmm. you know, I want you to provide a new job or I want whatever it is, mm. you know. But sometimes the ask also includes that layer of, well, like Psalm 51, forgive me, mm. cleanse mm. me. So having confessed some internal problem, the ask also involves a request for God's cleansing, restoration, and restoration. And sometimes I think with the questions, well, this is often implicit, but part of the request is answer my question like help yeah. me understand and you do see that in some psalms and some laments it's like help me understand like why are you doing this God yeah. And the, the request mm-hmm. is actually for God to to reveal what's going on
1: so much of I think about times when I'm praying this type of prayer and the, the phrase I cry out in this moment is show me your glory mm. in this show me your glory reveal yourself in this I do not see you yes yeah,
0: yeah. And that's so often, I mean, I think that's one of the things we're going to see in Habakkuk. Habakkuk's like, God, are you just like out for lunch? Yeah. You know, and God reassures Habakkuk, like, no, I'm doing something. It's, yeah. just, it's just not what you thought and you're not able to see it because of what you thought, but I am doing something. Yeah. So it's, that's like, show me mm-hmm. what you're up to, how mm-hmm. are you a part of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is often a part of it. And I, I think there's something about these requests where in laments because they are so visceral and they're such an expression <coughs> of pain um there's a messiness to the requests sometimes like yeah. they connect to the expectation and things yeah. like this but so often they're very big buckets you know because having journeyed into i just don't i don't get it it can be hard to be like, so I need you to like do this at 1 p.m. next Thursday. You know, like something very with a clear idea. Yeah, it might be like, just oh, just show me like what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've applied for so many jobs and I've done like we've done all these things. Mm-hmm. And like, I just don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? And, yeah. the, and the request sometimes is just like, I don't even know what to ask for. And that, yeah you, see, yeah, you kind of see that just extreme vulnerability, but just asking God to do something um, mm. can be a part of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then often laments then finish by, and I think it, this is part of the journey thing. Having invited God in in that vulnerability and thought about who He is and like why who He is matters to your expectations it's a little bit easier to reach out and grab a hold of, couple of a couple of things that then become handholds towards hope. And so this often comes at the end of these uh, prayers or psalms of lament, is you have a statement of trust, some kind of expression mm-hmm. of why you can trust or what you're trusting in about God. And then the vow of praise is it's a, similar to the beginning, it's a posture. It's a kind of like I will praise you. I will look to you this way because this is because you're the God in charge of all creation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or it's something about God's power or God's love, or but it tends to be some sort of big picture thing at the end. That's more of a posture thing, but before that, that kind of statement of trust, um, and it is sort of interesting. There's a sort of mirror image. If there's something about God's past faithfulness. That's in tension with the complaint. There's something about these statements of trust. Like because you're this, because you said this, because you promised this, that are the things that connect to the request. Mm-hmm. And right. so it's almost like calling on God because of his character, because of his actions, because of his promises. And there's something about our requests that they kind of grow up and um. I don't know, sit in a better context when we're trying to join them up with these things.
1: It's a prayer of faith, book ending the book ending these steps with um with statements of who God is. The first one in past faithfulness, the last one in in vow of praise. Um book ends our petition. In the context of faith, in who God is, not in who we are. Yeah. And um, and there's, I think there's just power in this formula, so to speak, because, um, God doesn't need reminding who he is no, as it's we not ask like We're trying to strong-arm
0: him, yeah, or or, him or, or like
1: flatter him. <laughs> it's it's more like statements it's for us right it's for mm-hmm. our benefit um statements that we know it's it's medicinal to us yeah. to 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 bathe in who god is yeah. and it does grow up our petition um and and we can leave this prayer with hope because of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. that it, breeds it, the it's hope. what
0: helps create the posture at the end mm-hmm. and yeah. it's what helps. All of these steps are actually the things that move us from the posture at the beginning yeah. to the mm-hmm. posture at the end. Okay. And the posture at the end is not always like, <coughs> so now I'm happy and it's all resolved. Right. It's actually, hardly ever. Yeah. But it's this joining together of being able to hold full honesty about something with angst in it and having Grown, our ability to be honest about something that actually is a source of hope, and though, and we hold those two together. Yeah, yeah. A- and then the rest of the story and what God does and the journey of seeing the prayer answered connects those things fully together. But there is often a bit of tension. tension but yeah. we need to hold on to both. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I want to. Um, I, I guess I was. I, I've been thinking because I've been reading through some of these psalms and just. Like, it's just, it's so clear. And David is amazing (laughs) in how he puts these together. The thing I I would, we talked about, you know, these are the elements of it. And I think, I guess I would look at this, this is less of a formula versus a framework to sort of, and there's a, typically there's a flow, but they're often intermingled, you know, in in different ways. And and, um, like if, so I would just caution us not right. to like, hey, I'm going to go from step A to B to C, totally. you know, etc. Yeah. And it's going to be great and, and it's going to work. And if it doesn't work. Yeah, that's yeah, an, yeah I don't think that's it. the... Like
0: David writing Psalm 51 probably wasn't the first thing he did after the experience of right. his adultery with Bathsheba. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the product of having cried all night yeah. for weeks mm-hmm. and wrestled with praying And, you know, we're we're getting like the final product
2: of the journey of prayer. And even the (laughs) final product has, you know, because, I mean, it's just this amazing poetry and and this this product, but it's like it has a lot of these things repetitive over and Mm -hmm. over in in there. I mean, how many times, you know, do you see him? It's so, it's, I guess uh, that all to say, it's, a, it's this great framework to, yeah. to uh, move, to engage your faith yeah. into your circumstances. And to, like,
0: yeah. uh, you know, in community, doing it as an exercise and trying yeah. to do all of it at once. Yeah. It can happen that way. Yeah. That could be good. But I'd also say it's a process of lament. Yes. So yes. It's, it's not about having a That's moment good. to lament but it's going on the journey yeah. of lament. Good. And it might be, you know, I can, I mean, like times I think about where lament's been really vis- like visceral, you know, I'm in that like address to God and complain zone for a while. Yeah. And it takes a while f- for my emotions to quiet down where I can even start to have the headspace to think about God's yeah. faithfulness yeah. and to pray and, uh, and start to, contextualize my pain within some sort of framework Yeah. and then like what do you want to ask and if it's some sort of loss or traumatic event like other than make it stop like mm. it's really hard to know what to ask for a while mm. so it's there's definitely a journey
2: in lots of this as well so your lament can be it's it's both it could be a a product a a uh, prayer that you write down, Mm -hmm. but I think what I hear you saying, yes, that may be where you end up, but, um, but that's, well, that is a point in the journey. It might not even be where you end up. It might be where you, you started someplace else. You got this down, but you're continuing. Yeah. Uh, as well and
0: even if in the moment something happened and you wrote a full I know what all the sections are yeah and I can write something down today and that's really great and I'm going to pray that and that's a handhold and that's helping me you know what? in a couple of weeks those sections will have matured yeah Yeah. you know that journey will continue yeah this
1: is so useful and um, I'm excited to hear from community members and leaders, how they're using this, how this has transformed their faith, um, what the experience is like in mm. doing this. This is a tool, a training tool, also a sanctifying tool. It's 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 so much um, what they're getting here. So um, yeah. so thank you. I mean for mm-hmm. unpacking mm-hmm. this for us, Richard, yeah. and just for um for really um, helping us understand these these components and and the place of lament yeah um as we suffer um hmm. i'm convicted and i learned
0: a lot today mm-hmm. that's good so that's a long chat about lament well done if you got to the end um but it's a huge topic that we're not familiar yeah. with so it's quite a lot to say and just to invite you you know if you step into this and it feels like it's really meaningful or there's a real need something going on in your life like feel like you can find us on some yeah. and talk to us about it um that's one of the great things about the podcast is we might not know you yet, but you can feel like you know us a little bit. Confined and hopefully us. that's, you know, maybe you're like, you know, I'm actually wrestling because there's something I need to lament. Can we pray mm, together mm. or something like that? Yeah. yeah, so happy to do it. Yeah, I, I, I'm i not sure the right words, but like um, hope you have a good time stepping well, into yeah. this. But good time isn't, you know, the yeah. the right words. But just to encourage you. Yeah. To to make a bit of space to explore this mm-hmm. while we're in the midst of this, the, the beginning of *Habakkuk*. Yeah, and l- like Angela said, let us know. Yeah, because um, we're as as much as we want to support you, we'll learn from you as you step into it yeah, as well. We're all on the journey yeah. together. All right, have a good week. <laughs>